for South Dakota's Sports Talk Show. This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and thought-provoking sports talk. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Here's your host, Nate Brown. Ah, here we go. Welcome in. It's Tuesday on the Nate Brown Show, and it's always a great day in the Black Hills. What a week, man. We can't complain, right? We got hit hard with the blizzard, all the wind, all that cold. Now the last week or so has been a beauty. We're back on a Tuesday, the Nate Brown Show live from our downtown studio here on Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome in 106.7 FM, 1150 AM, listening on the radio side. Remember, you can get us on your phone, foxsportsrapidcity.com. Live stream, listen anywhere, anytime, foxsportsrapidcity.com. And this show up and rolling on Twitter, at Nate Brown Show. Watch the live stream. Welcome in studio and also our YouTube channel, The Nate Brown Show. If you have YouTube, get on there, subscribe to us. Uh, we'd appreciate it. You can watch the live show there, 4 to 6, and the archives, The Nate Brown Show on YouTube. Back on Fox Sports Rapid City, brought to you in part by Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center. When it comes to orthopedic care, you want the expert team. That's the team. Okay, They take care of the elite athlete on the court right now. You see them out at so many of the sporting events taking care of our athletes and also the weekend warriors like you and I. Don't let an injury slow you down, keep you uh, from doing what you love. Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, the expert team, bhosc.com. Learn more there and remember, urgent care, ready to take care of you right now when injuries happen when you least expect them, bhosc.com. Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center getting us started on a Tuesday South Dakota Sports Talk show featuring a great guest lineup. A lot of great guests across the board. I ran into a listener last night. He said, hey, you know, thanks for kind of mixing it up a little bit. And we try to do that. We're not going to be, you know, solely focused on one thing, one topic all day, every day. We're going to talk some NFL. We're going to talk some college, some Major League Baseball, some rush hockey, some youth sports. Oh, unbelievable. Yes, let's get into this today. Mike Wall's going to join us. Let's look at uh, the Packers situation with a Green Bay Packer himself. Played for the Packers, had a great career in the NFL. Mike Wall live straight ahead. On My Block podcast, really good NFL analyst. He's coming up, former NFL player Mike Wall. John Bryce, one more time this week. Then I'll give John a little vacation. He's the national college football writer for Football Scoop. Reaction to last night's uh, situation with Georgia just pounding TCU. John Bryce on the way. Gabe Lax joins us, Major League Baseball writer, USA Today. Carlos Correa going to the Twins. I, I guess kind of staying with the Twins, if you want to say that. Gabe Lax on that contract and more, usatoday.com. A.J. Perez drops by, senior writer, front office sports. Interesting uh, stuff in the business of sports today. We'll get on that. And I told you, Rapid City Rush Hockey, they get set to uh, hit the road. And uh, they only have a few home games left before that Black Hill Stock Show road trip. That's the long road trip of the season. We'll get up to speed on the rush. Where do they sit? 17-17. and 17. The rush in the Mountain Division. Scott Burt, the head coach, on the way. So we're ready. Let's get you on the show tonight if you want in. Our questions of the day ready to go. Your reaction coming up. 720-1067 is the studio line if you want to join the conversation. 720-1067, you got us there. The Barons-Wilson text line, same number. Direct text the show, 720-1067 on the Barons-Wilson text line. Starting the Nate Brown Show with um, last night's situation. I'm not going to belabor it. 
I'm not, I'm not going to break down the game and, and tell you where everything went wrong for TCU last night. I wasn't surprised that Georgia won, right? We were kind of talking about the game last night here on this show saying this feels like a Georgia, you know, kind of beat down, not, not 65 to 7. It kind of felt like Georgia was going to have the upper hand. I felt that going in. It, it, they almost got clipped by Ohio State in the college football playoff, and I felt like Georgia getting through that one just made me realize they're not going to lose. They're just not going to lose, and, and they're going to take care of business against TCU. Now, they did in a big way, so the reaction is this. You'll hear one side of the crowd from last night's deal, 65-7. to 7. One side of the crowd from last night's deal says, this is why the TCUs and schools like that shouldn't even really get a chance at this college football playoff, usually. You'll hear that from the big timers. These are the Power Five folks. I know TCU's a Power Five conference, but really, they it's a small school. They started in the WAC. They're an underdog through and through. That's one of the sides of this. You, you'll say, nobody can compete if you're not a major player. The Alabamas, the Ohio States, those are the major players. You just can't get in that mix. So the college football playoff showed us last night, it's still going to be Georgia. It's going to be Alabama some other time. It's going to be Ohio State another time. TCU really shouldn't even been in that whole situation last night. And that's where I say, let's stop just, just for a second. Just for a second. TCU beat Michigan, the Big Ten champ, the undefeated Big Ten champ. So, so I just want to say that really, really quickly. It was a mess last night. I'm not surprised TCU got beat. I was pulling for him, and then before I even got out of this office last night, it was 24 to 7. <laughs> I was like, well, that was fun. Thanks for playing. So I get it. It went, it went all wrong. I, it should not be an indictment on this is why some of these schools shouldn't be in this college football playoff championship. And then, and then some of the folks will take it further. This 12-team playoff that's going to happen, you're going to see games like this. You're going to see games like this. I don't know if you'll see games like that. That was the perfect storm. It was a mess. TCU was outmatched. They got down early. It's over. You're not going to play that game again and have it be 65-7, to yet you're not going to see TCU beat Georgia on a regular basis. So here's where the 12-team playoff comes in and helps us. Stay with me on this. It may not end up having TCU or schools like that in the championship, but a 12-team playoff may end up getting the best teams to the final game for sure. What do I mean by that? Would TCU been able to pick off a couple of wins in the 12-team playoff? Two or three, potentially? My answer is probably not. They were able to pick off Michigan once. They had two pick sixes, the whole thing. They picked off Michigan once. Through a 12-team playoff, I don't think a TCU makes it. Doesn't Ohio State make it? Does an Alabama coming through a 12-team playoff, do they make it? That's a better argument today. It's not about keeping out TCU and saying these schools will 
never get a chance and they should never be considered, those schools will now be considered in the 12-team playoff, yet it will be a fair sample size that you're not just going to be able to pick off one team and make it to the final. That's the scenario that played out. TCU picked off Michigan, and then we saw the mismatch. You'll get rid of those as the 12-team playoff unfolds. So you won't have to argue anymore, wow, Alabama got shut out of the playoff. They should have been in this thing. They're going to be in, and they're going to have to win some games. You won't have to argue, this small schooler, that group of five schools should have been in this thing. If you're really, really good at that level, you'll get in this more than likely at a 12-team, but you're going to have to win some games, not one game. It will get rid of, I think, the big blowouts in the final games. I think it should get us down to more of an NFL-style playoff scenario where you'll have the better teams through and through that can't just win once. you got to win a couple of times to get into the final. That's why I think it works all the way around. Last night's deal, Georgia domination. Nobody's interested in it. Nobody's interested in it. They, they lost everybody, 65-7. to seven. They lost everybody. That's not good for college football. But I make the argument for a 12-team playoff today why it would be good. More teams are in. The better teams will survive. But the other games will matter a heck of a lot more than a meaningless Cotton Bowl, a meaningless Rose Bowl. These teams will be in and we'll be able to see who is the best of the best, winning a couple of times, not just once. TCU did what they had to do this year. Big 12, got it, picked off Michigan, and you're in. It's just not enough against tougher competition like the 12-team playoff would be. And that's where I stand on this whole thing. Some people will say, you're still going to end up with Georgia. Through a 12-team playoff, you're still going to end up with Georgia. You might. You might. But what if Georgia had to go through somebody and then Ohio State? That's, that's my argument. It's not just going through one team either for, either, for anybody. Okay? Yes, Georgia is the best of the best. Back-to-back champions for the first time since Nick Saban did that. These good teams will survive, but I want a bigger sample size and more games that mean something. Not a quote-unquote lucky shot against Michigan and then a disaster for TCU the next week. Thanks for calling. You're live, and you go ahead. So, Alabama with two losses, Tennessee with two losses, LSU with three losses, and you think they belong in a playoff? I'd like to see that. I'd like to see that in a 12-team. I, I want to know who's really the best. Oh, so everybody gets a ribbon and a trophy. No, you got to win the and, playoff. And That's the real well, ribbon. Why don't we just, well, it is a ribbon. You know, when they started that, it was supposed to be the winner of the conference. Qualifies. Nate, where did we go wrong? Well, here's the thing. I don't know if... Is Tennessee better than TCU? They might be. Is Alabama better than TCU? Probably. TCU or Tennessee's had one good year. 
That's my okay. guys were ready to give him a Cadillac. <laughs> you know, you've been watching that Oprah show, haven't you? You, <laughs> you tell me. Hey, Steve, you tell me. You just is, go out there and do your job. Hey, is Alabama better than TCU? Game. Ohio State had no business in that playoff. Huh? They, they weren't even in the conference championship. Well, I they, tell you what, Nate, I lost about two grand on the Dodgers this year. Okay. I want that money. Who's going to give me that money back? Because <laughs> on paper, the Dodgers had the best team. That bookie's not so giving you that money back. who's going to give me back. my money back? That, that bookie's not giving you the money. You know that. Uh, by the way, by the way, I want I'm to know. I'm just saying, they, no, no. Uh, Ohio State and Georgia, probably the best championship. That probably was the championship, frankly. Oh, Nate, Nate, have you not watched State High School basketball? Sure. How many times? How many times does the best team win? Well, the hottest team wins. Well, well, see, you lost me there. The as hottest soon as team you wins. Said, well, you know, what's with this perfect world? I want to be a part of this perfect world. Twelve team playoff I can is a perfect world. Free games, yes, and have people talk to me about. Well, you should have been in the finals because I want my money back. From the Dodgers, okay. <laughs> well, you're losing because me on the Dodgers better, reference. See, then next year, now now the Yankees and the Mets, are they going to get a free pass to the championship game because they spend $800 million each to get a good team? See, we're losing something here. This is why wrestling is the greatest sport in the world. There you, you go. You put two kids on the mat. You know what, Nate? The kid that gets his hand raised, guess what he is? He's the winner, He's the but... Winner. but does, you does know he get, that guy he get knocked out? What if, he know what, he is? what if he loses? You what if he loses? Can he still make a state championship if he loses in the regular season? You better believe that. No. Yeah. Well, oh, I'm talking. Nobody counts the regular season, Nate, for the oh. last seven matches. <laughs> All right. Honestly. All right. You look at the number of state champions that had so-so records that won a state champion. Should we take all their state championships away hey, because you, they lost 10, 12, 14 matches? Here's the point. Here's the point. 12 teams, more games will get us to the best teams. That will get us to the best games. I always thought it was you got to win to compete. Yeah, but okay. one conference, one conference you can win pretty easily. In another conference, you can't win. That, that's all the right, difference. Nate, and I'm not making fun of you, Nate. I love your show. But how come you aren't a billionaire then? I how come I one of us are billionaires? Because if we bet on the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Mets, you know, the best teams, because, you know, they spent the most money. Well, then why do we even have competition? I'm, I'm, I, I can tell you're upset about that Dodgers loss. <laughs> No, I, that's all right. I still came out about six grand ahead on me. I like baseball. it. All right. But all the right, Dodgers, buddy. I mean, now the Yankees, I, I've already given them the World Series trophy. They spent more money than the Mets. There you go. Thanks for getting in, getting us going yeah, today. You have a great day, buddy. All right. Um, here's, here's the point with college football. You know, Steve's trying to say, well, you just got to win. TCU won. The Big 12, they They won. They won. They did, and I stuck up for TCU. They beat Michigan, the Big Ten champion. They, they did. I don't think it's as big a model. Can we compare the Big 12 champion compared to the SEC champion? To me, you cannot. And the 12-team playoff will allow you to do that. There won't be any more 
pretenders, if that's what you want to say, a TCU was last night. And really, I think it works all the way around. I, I really do. Uh, listener text coming in. Look at basketball. Um, Lawrence, Kansas. Small school from the Flatlands. The best players can come from anywhere. Same with football. Yeah, the best players can come from anywhere. We're going to find out who the best players are and the best teams in a 12-team playoff. It brings more teams in, and it will provide more games that not just a, a one-off here or a one-off there. That's the difference. College football is trying to say our regular season and the various conferences determine who has the best teams. I'm telling you, the 12-team the playoff will help us determine how good is the Pac-12? How good is the Big 12? That's what it'll help us through more games, who wins in the playoff. Not who wins. Hey, we won the Pac-12. Wow, Utah won the Pac-12. How good's Utah compared to everybody else? I have no clue. I want them in the 12-team playoff, which they would have been. 12-team playoffs is going to help, I think, avoid games like last night. You might have a few here and there if somebody's just the best of the best, but you're going to get the best for the best two teams through playing games, playing the games, not just a committee saying, here's the final four. Can't, you know, the committee saying, here's the best final four. They're just trying to tell you that. I'm not so sure TCU was in the best final four. It is what it is. The 12-team playoff will help. Um, listener text. Um, let's see. There's a reason an SEC team has won 14 out of the 17 football champs championships. There's a reason an SEC team has won 14 out of the 17 football championships. The schedule for Georgia next year is a cakewalk. They'll be in the playoffs again. Good point on that. Good point on that. By the way. Georgia was the best team, right? We, we can decide that today. They're the, they were the best team. But if you watch the SEC schedules, look at Georgia's schedule. Look at uh, Alabama, some of their non-conference stuff. It, it's, it's a cupcake usually. Alabama's trying to throw in a few hard games here and there. It's been Cupcake City. I mean, it has been Cupcake City. They get a cupcake late in the season. So, so the regular season is valued. But you can't value it as much as we do now. The real value should be 12-team playoff, NFL style. Let's see who's the best. That's my, that's my real answer, okay? Um, listener text, Kansas State won the Big 12. Yes, yes. Kansas State winning the Big 12, and then, and then Kansas State going to the Sugar Bowl, and they lost two. I don't, it, it's hard to determine from a regular season, Big 12, Pac-12, Big 10, by the way, Michigan, they beat Ohio State. Would they beat Ohio State? Uh, how, many would win, how many games would Michigan win in a five-game series? Just, just a question. I, I don't know. Was Michigan the best team in the Big Ten? I wonder. I just wonder. Was Michigan the best team in the Big Ten? All right. Um, I want to go uh, – by the way, how do I do that? I stick up for TCU a little bit because I like the little guys. TCU, straight out of the whack, started in the whack. Yet I realized last night you don't want games like that. 
and uh, the 12-team playoff is the right answer. Listener text, um, let's see. Nate, your holiday time off helped you. Yes, 12-team playoff. <laughs> what, what did I say before my holiday time off? I, I, I kind of wanted a 12-team. I, I was kind of in on that eight. I was right, right around eight. 12, uh, it's okay. I mean, it's going to work out. You'll get the best of the best there. A quick timeout. we got a lot to discuss. We'll get to uh, Mike Wall on the way, pa uh, former Green Bay Packer. And um, question of the day. I want to start with this. I want to start with this. What do you think of the Twins signing Carlos Correa for $200 million guaranteed? And it could be more than that. It's got a vested contract, okay? Carlos Correa signed with the San Francisco Giants. They passed on it because they went through the physical and they didn't pass him. Then he goes to the Mets, negotiating, negotiating. They pass on him. They were concerned about his medicals. Now the Twins, who had him last year, say, let's roll. Carlos Correa, one of the top players, $200 million guaranteed. Good deal or bad deal for your Minnesota Twins? Good deal or bad deal? Think that one through. We'll discuss our question of the day. Get your answers on the way. First, Mike Wall, former Green Bay Packer. What does he say about the Packers' future? I'm not just going to hit on Aaron Rodgers. I, I know, Aaron, and the drama. I, I understand. What are the Packers going to do with their approach all the way around? And who does Mike Wall think is going to be? Who's going to be the best of the best in the NFC North next year? Vikings? Lions? Packers? Mike Wall next. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. Follow us and watch the show live on Twitter at Nate Brown Show. Today on Hey Culligan, buy to save. Here's a text from Devin in Denver. Hey Culligan, I'd love a water softener, but I don't want to pay for it. Devin, I can't help you there, but a Culligan high-efficiency softener can help you save oodles on energy and detergent, so the savings can be even greater than the cost. And I'm getting a mind-blown emoji followed by... Yes, please. Devin, the savings are already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Lows sit down to about 25 tonight under partly cloudy skies. Winds out of the west, 5 to 10 miles per hour. Cloudy tomorrow, highs level off around 40. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night. Lows sit down to about 22. Dry with temperatures a bit above average Thursday and Friday and highs from the low 40s to the mid 50s. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 42. Coverage of high school basketball action heads to the Northern Hills Tuesday and Friday on Fox Sports Rapid City. Tuesday night, it's a Black Hills Conference showdown as the Rapid City Christian Comets travel to Sturgis to face the Scoopers in a doubleheader at 6.30 and 8. Then on Friday, Rapid City Central hits the road to battle the Scoopers also at 6.30 and 8. Join Dean Gurr and I, Jerome Wickersham, each night beginning with the pregame at 6.15. Catch the Comets and Scoopers Tuesday, the Cobblers and Scoopers Friday, right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. 
Hey, sports fans, it's Rob at the Firehouse Skybox. We are your headquarters for the NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl. Don't miss all the playoff action at the Skybox as we have the best food, great drink specials, and the best game-watching experience in Rapid City. Join us at the Skybox for $4 Bloody Marys and great pitcher specials. The Skybox is your home for the NFL playoffs and for the Super Bowl. We look forward to serving you for all the big games at the Skybox, above the Firehouse in downtown Rapid City. Honda True. Discover three tiers of vehicle coverage that work for you. Only at Denny Menholt Rushmore Honda. The inspection is just the beginning. Honda certified pre-owned means peace of mind with incredible benefits like seven-year, 100,000-mile powertrain coverage, up to two complimentary oil changes, 24-7 roadside assistance, inspection report, and three-day exchange option. Check out all the benefits and search inventory at honda-true.com or come by Denny Menholt Rushmore Honda in Rapid City. Hi, this is Cody Young at High Plains Physical Therapy and Aquatic Therapy Center. I started High Plains PT in 1999, and we've been providing personalized care in Rapid City to help our patients get back in action. Remember, you have a choice for who you go to see for physical therapy. With our state-of-the-art Aquatic Therapy Center, we are equipped to help you achieve your health goals. At High Plains, we'll give you the one-on-one treatment you deserve. We look forward to working with you at our new facility. To get started, visit highplainspt.com. Farmers and ranchers with up to 24% lower shop rates than most local dealers. Adams ISC in Rapid City is your single go-to source for ag equipment inspection, service, and repair, including air conditioning. With over 20 years' experience, Adams ISC Ag Tech Gary Christensen will have your ag equipment repaired and serviced to your satisfaction, either in our shop or at your location with our fully equipped field service truck on Deadwood Avenue in Rapid City or at 605-343-9393. Contact Adams ISC. Hi, it's Colin Coward. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting the herd weekdays, 10 to 1 on 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show. Getting going on a Tuesday. A lot of great guests across the board for you. Thought-provoking sports talk. Your sports, your show. Fox Sports Rapid City. First question of the day. What do you think of the Twins deal with Carlos Correa? $200 million guaranteed. Correa was going to the Giants. They passed after a uh, physical. Concerned about his leg. Then he goes negotiates with the Mets. They pass on it because of the medical as well. This just feels like uh, iffy. <laughs> I, I hate to say that. Twins fans are it's like, they don't sign big contracts anyway, the Twins don't. Now they go $200 million for Correa, who's been essentially turned down by two other teams. What do you think of the deal? Um, listener text coming in. What did he, see, what did he say here? Um, good deal for the Twinkies? Or what? <laughs> what does he say? I'm, I'm trying to uh, catch this. Good deal for the Twinkies. Ha, ha, ha. Okay, apparently he says not a good deal. Not a good deal. Mike Wall's in on a Tuesday. Former Green Bay Packer, his podcast, On My Block. Really good NFL analyst as he breaks down the season as we get set for the playoffs. The Packers are out. Mike Wall's in. Find him on Twitter at MikeWall68. Mike, good to have you back on. How are you? I'm good, Nate. Thanks for having me. Did you see that um, Lions situation coming, Mike? I mean, I, I got to tell you, I was going into that saying, 
I think the Lions are gonna are, are gonna get after it, but I didn't know how they'd play outdoors, kind of cold. I, they didn't have anything to play for other than knocking them out. Were you worried about that Sunday night? I think everybody in the back of their mind, with your if you're a Packers fan, is just worried that last time they played the the, the Lions were the more physical team. The coach of the Lions, Dan, and and that whole staff, the demeanor they they bring. Um, it was never a question if they were going to be like the tougher team on, on, on any given Sunday. The question is if they can execute, if they have the technique, if they have the football intelligence. And they're slowly coming together. So when you look at, when you look at the game on Sunday night, you just, you just kind of felt like it, they might control the line of scrimmage. And usually in these games, whoever controls the line of scrimmage wins the game, and the Lions certainly did that. Okay. At the end of the game, Aaron Rodgers walks off with Randall Cobb. Kind of ceremoniously, um, what did you think when you watched that? Anything? No, I, I don't pay too much attention to that stuff. I know it's, uh, it's, it's great for fan speculation. Aaron's going to do what Aaron's going to do. He always has. Um, the guy's a legend in Green Bay, and he, he, has, um, he, he has full rights to do whatever is in his heart in that moment. Certainly, I think over the next couple of weeks, we get some clarity, and so we can move on from, from this season on to the next. I don't think you can do that until you know exactly what's going to be going on with with number 12, but given that, uh, given the contract he has and, and kind of everything that's gone on and transpired the last two off seasons, you would just hope this comes to some sort of swift resolution and they can, they can move forward, hopefully with Aaron. But if it's not with Aaron, if Aaron wants to retire, he wants to go somebody, you know, somewhere else, that's his prerogative certainly, but let, let's get this done soon so we can make some real progress here. What do you think the fans, Green Bay Packer fans are thinking about Aaron, meaning his level of play, and what what the Packers um, fans think? Well, you know it's it's tough, right? Because you know, fans are fans are great. You know, it's, it's the heartbeat of the game, but they're also kind of fickle. So he didn't have his best season. He's still an MVP. Yeah, he was two-time MVP before this year. Some obvious, you know, departures by Devontae Adams, injuries across the offensive line. Like things changed this year, and he didn't he didn't have the season that he was expecting. Um, I think a lot of people are, are, are a little bit down on him right now just because they're out of the playoffs, and this is the situation. It's the reality of the NFL. But you, know, you take a step back, and you've been a little spoiled with 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I guarantee you if they start next, next year with Jordan Love, they're going to all be wishing they had Aaron Rodgers back. Okay. Um, the Packers, you said, well, maybe we'll come to a swift resolution. There is that fifth-year option of Jordan Love hanging out there. That's like a $19 million deal. So, you know, it's like if Aaron comes back, it looks like, if they picked up that option, his last year would be this next year. What do you think is the answer with Jordan Love? Do we know? I don't know what the answer is for the team, but I have to say that I said this last year. If I was Jordan Love, I would go to my agent and demand that I be traded. Um, and, and, you know, you want to be professional as you can about it. But the reality is that he's going to go into his fourth or fifth year here and not really have any significant playing time, not having a chance to start. And you still don't know what his value is. And so I think from a trade perspective, that could be a good thing because it's, it's all speculation, really. There's, nothing on, there's not too much on paper. He showed they have some good qualities and characteristics. But the longer he waits, he's going to be a 26-, 27-year-old quarterback without a starting resume. And that's just, you know, the, the guy came into the National Football League to have a career that, you know, is his career, not Aaron Rodgers' you know, backup career. And, you know, I personally, for, for, for me as a player and, and someone who just, wants to see these guys do the best they can. I don't think it benefits him or behooves him at all to be here for another year unless he's going to be the starting quarterback. Mike Wallon, former Green Bay Packer, talking Packers, Aaron Rodgers, and Morris podcast on my block with Amon Green. 
I want to ask you about the NFC North next year. Let's just say Aaron's back. Okay, we'll just put all that. NFC North next year, what's the order going into the season for you? Oh, gosh, that's a great question. So I think the Bears are in the cellar uh, still. Um, I think you know, they're a couple pieces away, and it might be part of the staff as well. They need to, they need to get some changes made. I just I, the Vikings won the won the division. And I still don't believe in them. It's crazy, you know. They just they, they just show too much. Of, there's just too much up and down, especially with, at the quarterback position. For whatever reasons, Kirk Cousins has become, and probably not deservedly so, but he's just kind of become a guy you don't trust in big situations. Um, the Lions look like they're they just have so much talent. They've had so many draft picks. Um, Dan Campbell's plan seems to be working. What is year three going to look like? You know, so it's, I think it's a toss-up between those two at two and three. You know, certainly, if, if Aaron's back and assuming everybody's healthy, you have you know an, an off-season with Dobbs and Christian Watson. Um, maybe you pick up an interior offensive lineman. Maybe you pick up a tight end. Maybe you pick up somebody in the secondary. You just you look at this team again on paper. They're so good. What what is kind of troubling, honestly, if you're a Packers fan, I think at this stage, is that. Not that Matt Lafleur should be worried about his job security, but you know when you when you, when you come back in, and you say after the season they had, the disappointment they have, the the the, the poor play on both sides of, of the ball, particularly in, in the line of scrimmage, to say that you're going to retain your entire staff, you're not going to make any changes. You don't expect any changes to be made, particularly on the defensive side. It's a head scratcher, to be honest. With you. I think the better answer there is let's take a look at everything. If you're going to say you're going to leave no stone unturned in order to get this. What looks like a top five team in the National Football League turned around to get back to that status. Well, I think you have to look at everything from the top down, and if you're not, you're not being really honest and transparent. If you're not looking at the staff as well. Okay, I was going to ask you about the Packers' season in general, Mike. You, high expectations. Um, I know they lost some guy, you know, wide receiver Devontae Adams, some guys. What would you say about this season as far as the disappointment level? Was was this a bust here? Oh yeah, I think anytime you have a, a, a Hall of Fame quarterback. With the pieces they had on defense in particular, I think on paper that's a top five defense. Um, obviously, Rashawn Gary going down was a big deal, but they didn't play very good against the run in particular for the majority of the season. Jair Alexander and the secondary, I think, really made some strides towards the end, but you know, you, you see still there's just too many big plays, uh, the inability to stop guys when we needed stops. Uh, offensively, you did see those injuries, but I think when you have the caliber quarterback and the defense uh, uh, alongside them, as we do in Green Bay, you have your expectation of Super Bowl or bust every year, and I know that's um, that. You go, well, Mike. Well, then they've had you know ten bust seasons. I go, you know, honestly, you kind of you do kind of feel that way when you're on a really good team. If you don't if you don't make the dance, you know that it's not that you don't have individual success. The season's not a success in some aspects, but ultimately, you, know, <laughs> you expect to be in the Super Bowl every single year, and if you're not, it's a disappointment. Before Wild Card Weekend starts, Mike Wall, I want your take on who you like in the NFC right now. Who you like in the AFC before the playoffs get going? Who are you watching? Oh gosh! So the AFC for me, Joe Burrow. Um, Joe Burrow's just built different in, in my estimation. What he did last year and what he's doing right now to the National Football League. Um, but him and, and, and those the trio of receivers that he has. Love the guys that he has in the backfield with Mixon in particular, and, and certainly love uh, the defensive line that they play with. I think Lou and Arama has done a great job of that defense in general, but that defensive line I think is pretty daunting. The Bengals, to me, are the class of the AFC. Uh, you can certainly prove me wrong. Mahomes is going to win the national, uh, the most valuable player, and deservedly so. Obviously, Josh Allen and the, and the Bills have a great team. But uh, I, I think the Bengals are just, I think they're just really, really good. 
Then on the NFC side, you know, I just did a breakdown on uh, on my my YouTube channel, Process to Perform, um, of the San Francisco 49ers. And Brock Purdy's playing like a veteran quarterback. Kyle Shanahan is just putting him in position to be successful. And, and the San Francisco 49ers have two players in George Kittle and in Kyle Yushef that just nobody else has. They just don't have the tandem of a fullback and a tight end that can do everything and change the pace of uh, the motions and, and run lead plays and, and double team inside and outside. And just, just, they're just Swiss Army knives at the highest, highest level. And, uh, I just see them being, you know, with Jalen Hurts healthy, are the Eagles the class of the NFL? Yeah, probably. But I watched that. I watched a ton of film on, on the San Francisco 49ers today, and I, I got to tell you, I don't know how to stop their offense. They are really good. That's good stuff. Uh, he's going 49ers, Bengals, teams to watch right now. I didn't lock him down totally, but he's going Bengals, 49ers. Mike Wall, former Packer, on my block pod, um, process to perform. Find him on Twitter at MikeWall68. Mike, always great. Thanks for the time. All right. Thank you, Nate. Thanks a lot. Mike Wall on the Nate Brown Show. We've had him all season. Really good. Love talking football on my block pod. And Twitter, MikeWall68. If you haven't followed him, great film breakdown. I mean, he's, he just knows football. Really knows football. Um, former Green Bay Packer offensive lineman had some great years in the NFL. So Mike Wall, I said, two teams you're giving the edge right now. Two teams you're giving the edge to. 49ers, Bengals. 49ers, Bengals. Quick timeout on the Nate Brown Show with John Bryce on the other side. One more time with John. We've had him all season long. National college football writer for Football Scoop. And I got to say... We'll get into the championship last night and, and that whole scene and kind of how I opened the show. Will a 12-team playoff help eliminate stuff like that last night? The 65-7 to lopsided mess. John Bryce, footballscoop.com on the way. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. For all your office, shop, and storage needs, contact Quality Commercial Properties, LLC, at Samco Business Plaza. Quality, affordable, reliable. For the best rate, best facility, and best customer service, it's Quality Commercial Properties, LLC, at Samco Business Plaza. There really is nothing better on the west side of Rapid City. Call 605-721-9777. Quality Commercial Properties, LLC, at Samco Business Plaza. In 2023, First Gold Gaming Resort continues to be Deadwood's most rewarding gaming destination. Every Friday through Sunday, win your share of $8,600 in promo play through hot seat drawings. Don't miss the lucky $7,000 giveaway on Saturday nights, where we draw for $1,000 cash winners every hour from 5 till 11 p.m. And on Saturday, January 28th, it's the GOAT of all giveaways, the $18,000 Golden Cash Blast. First Gold Gaming Resort, it's where Deadwood begins and the winning never ends. Friends. Looking for a great place for a pregame meal that really satisfies? Or maybe you want a place to take your all-star after the game. Or you're looking for a place to enjoy a delicious meal while watching your favorite team on the big screen TV. Valley Sports Bar and Grill has all the bases covered for all those things and more. Top-notch, friendly, and attentive service. Wall-to-wall big screen TVs with all the big games. And the absolute best wings in Rapid City. Valley Sports Bar. Make it your place. 1865 Valley Drive. Rapid City. Stuck in a state of falling behind? Struggling to keep up with your kids, your finances, your insurance, your life? This is State Farm Agent Matt McCormick. 
Let me help you simplify and get to a better state. With me handling your auto, home, and life insurance, you'll have more time to handle everything else. Even more money, too. Because adding State Farm policies can earn discounts that could add up to 40%. Call me, State Farm Agent Matt McCormick, and get to a better state with State Farm. 348-0464. Ever since Barron's Wilson Funeral Home first opened their doors in Rapid City 140 years ago, they have continued to make personal service their number one priority. In your time of grief, they offer a personal touch by being at your side through every step of the funeral process. They answer difficult questions and guide you toward other professional services you may need. See for yourself the wide variety of services they can provide for you by visiting their website at baronswilson.com. Someone will come in, they'll have a noise under the hood, and we'll go out and take a look at it. We can determine by the type of noise, and usually if we can determine where it's coming from, we can direct them to the piece that has failed. My name is Dick Lemke. Working at Servants as long as I have, it's definitely become my career. When you need someone to help solve the problem, start with a Sturdivant store near you. No one has a handbook for what we're living through today, which is why the experience you have access to makes all the difference in how you make it to tomorrow. For decades, Dakota Bank has worked with ag producers through industry, economic, and regional changes. We're committed to agriculture. We're committed to the producers and families that make our communities great. Go with commitment, experience, and integrity. Dakota Bank, banking, insurance, mortgage, and trust. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Insurance and trust not FDIC insured. America is kept safe because the Army National Guard responds, protects, and supports our nation when it needs them most. From fighting wildfires with air support, helping civilians in flooded neighborhoods, to delivering food and supplies to those who have lost everything, the Army National Guard always responds when disaster strikes. The Army National Guard also trains to be ever vigilant against threats, foreign and domestic. They protect our skies with missile defense weaponry. They secure our information, communications and infrastructure with cybersecurity. And they protect us against chemical, biological and radiological hazards with the civilian support team. The Army National Guard also stands ready to deploy and provide support for conflicts or humanitarian missions abroad. Join the Army National Guard and be there to respond, protect and support your community and your country. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the South Dakota Army National Guard. Aired by the South Dakota Broadcasters Association and this station. Hey, this is Rob Parker from The Odd Couple. Don't miss our show weeknights from 6 to 8 p.m. right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. And now we'll send you back to Rapid City Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City. We're live weekdays, 4 to 6. Little afternoon drive time, little thought-provoking sports talk. Why not, huh? South Dakota Sports Talk Show, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM on the radio side. Bring us up on your phone if you get out of range at all. Right there, FoxSportsRapidCity.com, live stream there. If you miss any guests from the show, this show, yesterday, tomorrow, the Nate Brown Show podcast, always available where you download your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, the Nate Brown Show podcast. You've got us there. 
AJ Perez coming up. We'll talk business of sports with front office sports on the way. Gabe Lacks on tap, Major League Baseball writer. Carlos Correa getting signed by the Minnesota Twins. Pending physical, and that's been important, believe me. $200 million guaranteed is what it looks like after going to the Giants and then not so fast with the medical. They say no. Mets say no. Twins say yes. What could go wrong? Gabe Black's on the way. John Bryce on tonight. Well, you know we get John all season long, and we even get him in the offseason. He's a regular guest here on the program, but we'll give him a little breather. Maybe he can sit back and relax for a little bit after the national championship last night. Footballscoop.com, national writer, John Bryce back on. John, how are you? I'm good, Nate. Uh, no, no rest for the weary. I actually just landed about 90 minutes ago from spending the last four days at the American Football Coaches Association convention in Charlotte, North Carolina. So been a been a busy few days. I watched the uh, championship game last night with, uh, I don't know, between 50 and 100 uh, coaches from around college football all throughout the country. So that was a, a neat experience. But Still a, still a busy time. I can't get your schedule. <laughs> I believe that. I know. It's a rough deal, man. Um, what was the reaction of the coaches you watched with last night since you opened that up that way? 65-7. Before I left the studio last night, John, it was 24-7. I mean, I was looking forward to it. Then I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. I, I wasn't stunned that Georgia won, covered, that whole thing. 65-7. to What did people say that you were watching with? You know, going into it and then watching it with, with coaches literally from, from the Pac-12 to the ACC and, and every major FBS and FCS conference in between. I got to spend some time last night with, with Brent Vegan from Montana State, which was really neat. Um, everyone expected Georgia's physicality to rule the day. No one expected Georgia to turn it into uh, a historic national championship romp. And if I'm not mistaken, it was the, the most lopsided uh, national championship game, quote unquote, since maybe 1944, Notre Dame versus Army, and um, nobody quite expected that. I think that they thought um, maybe it would end up like 52 to 21 or, or something along those lines. That was the sense I got. Nobody expected TCU to only score seven. Nobody expected Georgia to to race out and separate quite the way that the Bulldogs did. Here's my take. You can tell me if I'm wrong. I opened up the show with it. I said. TCU beat Michigan to get in this thing. So so they deserved, in my opinion, to get in this thing. My thought is, when we go to a 12-team playoff, I don't think TCU makes it through that gauntlet. I think other teams do. Is that what a 12-team playoff could do for us? Whether Georgia comes out on top or not, I think they do. But I think we get rid of a 65-7 to championship because I don't think TCU might make it, or, or teams like them. Yeah, I think it will make, Nate, you, and you bring up a great point there, I think it will make the first couple of rounds that much more exciting. I also think that, um, and much to the chagrin of, of a large swath of the country, it's going to make more and more SEC versus SEC championship games, especially when you factor in uh, the impending additions of, of Texas and Oklahoma. And I think Texas is further ahead than Oklahoma right now. But, um, yeah, I completely agree with your sentiment. Uh, I do think there will be some upsets when you've got a, uh, a five seed in college football hosting a 12 seed. Uh, I do think there will be some upsets, but I, I do also believe, um, yeah, Alabama would have, 
would have, in my opinion, beaten TCU by double digits along the way and probably faced Georgia uh, for the national championship last night. I don't think under an expanded system that the um, TCU program would have been there the, the way that the Horn Frogs were. A great, great year. Uh, remarkable turnaround with what they did, uh, both with pieces that were there and what they were able to add through the portal. Um, but there's no way, in my opinion, that that team beats um, Alabama along the way. And then, frankly, it opens up a, a team like Ohio State. If Ohio State's right, not right. open with Georgia, then is Ohio State-Georgia the national championship game? Or do we get um, all these great games played, but maybe it's Ohio State, Alabama in a in a two three matchup in, in Georgia, and who knows in the other semifinal matchup to give us a a vastly better championship game. I, I'm like you. I think you're pretty strongly a proponent of the 12 team playoff. I know I certainly am. I think there's a lot of merit to it. Um, but last night was just a disaster in a lot of ways for college football. John Bryce on tonight, footballscoop.com, national college football writer. You kind of served it up, John, so I'll say, well, if we go 12 teams, you said we might get some SEC matchups. It's not unheard of. Think about this. We could have Georgia, Alabama, LSU, Tennessee. What, what do people do if we have a Tennessee, LSU, Georgia, Alabama Final Four? You know, I was um, I was in the Charlotte airport today flying home, uh, and I was headed to South Bend. My boss, uh, the president, publisher of Football Scoop, he lives in Baton Rouge, and so uh, we were in the same terminal, obviously, on different flights, and we ran into a number of coaches today. I was on a flight with some Notre Dame coaches, saw some Penn State people. He saw some other people. He talked to a coach in the airport who said, you should get ready. Uh, write the story now uh, because it's only a very short matter of time, whether it's next year or the year after, that three of the final four teams will be SEC teams. Mm-hmm. And this, this coach's point was there's so much um, depth in the SEC right now. The physicality is better uh, and the preparation is better. He's like, you look, look, you give a team four weeks, three weeks to prepare, you might see an Ohio State be in position to upset a Georgia. But if you're asking a team – to win an opening round playoff game and then turn around the next week and maybe go to Athens, Georgia, and play somebody. He said there's no chance that the average college football team that's able to make the playoff will be able to engineer an upset in that scenario. Another another scenario that I've talked about with coaches uh, that I believe very strongly in is the size of the staffs in the SEC in off-the-field roles, those analyst roles, those quality control coaches. And they're so large, uh, especially at Florida, Georgia, Alabama, and LSU right now, that if those teams get in the playoffs, you've got such a, a better ability to distribute the workload that I think that helps in those second- and third-round matchups that would come in the playoffs. Because, look, a, a team like LSU has a coach that – that I think a great deal of in John Jancic, who's been uh, a championship-level coordinator at defensive coordinator at the University of Georgia and the University of Tennessee, and he's later in his career right now. He's a senior defensive analyst for LSU, so he can't coach on the field. So LSU could be preparing mm. for a game this weekend, while a guy like John Jancic, who spent more than a decade coordinating defenses in the SEC, is already looking ahead and preparing for the next playoff game. So I do believe... Uh, what the coach said makes some sense, but I'm a very strong believer that the size of these staffs, especially the analysts, the quality control guys, give a tilted advantage to the programs that have invested in those positions. And I will say now Deion Sanders 
has convinced Colorado to invest in those positions. So he's he's coming in and opening up with one of the larger staffs in terms of off-the-field personnel in the Pac-12. We'll see how that pays dividends. Give me your read on Kirby Smart back-to-back championships. First guy to do that since Nick Saban did that uh, with Alabama years ago. And I look at it and I say, he lost 15 guys to the NFL. I mean, and graduation here. Um, and they come back and Georgia was rolling again. How impressive is it? Hard to do it in the transfer portal era. What should we think of Kirby Smart getting it done back to back? Yeah, it, it's really remarkable, Nate. I will say for years, talking with coaches or, or covering college football, there's there's always debates about oh, what's the best job in America? Who has the best job in America? And um, the University of Texas job is always up there. It will always be up there. I think the Southern Cal job is very much up there. But the University of Georgia job, in my opinion, is always up there and has been for a long time. Even when Georgia had gone 40-plus years without winning a national championship, I felt it was a top five, top three job in America. Um, I think the University of Georgia is a better job than the University of Alabama, and it's because there's such a flood of in-state talent. You can never fill your signing class in the state of Alabama just with in-state kids. If you got all the top targets in the state of Georgia, you could fill an SEC roster, an SEC signing class year after year just in the state of Georgia. Per capita, it's right up there with Florida, Texas, and California for producing the most elite-level athletes. So it's a great job. He's done a great job of taking where Mark Rick had built it up to and it had plateaued. He's obviously ascended that plateau. Um, and it's look, it's, it, since, the, since the calendar turned to the year 2000, you're talking USC, you're talking Alabama, and now you're talking Georgia. And there's, there's not a lot of other programs in the conversation for the last 20 years, in my opinion, in terms of overall dominance and what they've done in terms of national championships. John Bryce on tonight. Georgia trying to go unprecedented three in a row. Footballscoop.com. National writer, uh, after a busy season. All right, John, we'll keep you on, man. I'm not going to give you too long of a break. You requested that, so we'll we'll get you back on. Always appreciate your time. Thanks a lot. Yeah, anytime, Nate. Love visiting. Appreciate it. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Thanks for coming on. John Bryce on tonight. John D. Bryce one on Twitter. Uh, one of our favorite guests, National College Football Writer, footballscoop.com. That's good stuff. Oh, boy. So that's the next headache. So the 12-team playoff, we, we like that, right? You guys like it. I like it. Steve didn't like it, but, you know, he doesn't like stuff. Um, <laughs> do you, Steve? Uh, can you hear me? Anyway, I like it. You like it. But now we're going to end up with three out of the four, three out of the final four that make it out of the SEC. Are you going to care? Meaning, oh, man. SEC, LSU's in there, or whoever it is, Alabama, Georgia. Those are the three teams out of the final four. And then guess, throw in who else? Ohio State. So, so there's your final four. Would that be a possibility? Yes, it would. Will it happen year after year in a 12-team field? I don't know about that. I don't know. Will we have some upsets? It's a whole lot different just going week by week. You don't have a bunch of weeks to prepare. So, so week by week, could you pull off some upsets? Are we just extending the college football regular season where there's a lot of upsets every week? Do we extend that into the playoffs where we might have some intriguing upsets? 
I don't know. Maybe. Or we end up with an all-SEC championship year after year, which I think that will grind on people. I, I For a college football just fan's perspective, I like good football. I, I understand. I, I don't need to see Alabama, Georgia all the time. I, I don't need to see that. So so I, I don't love that side of it. Um, really quick uh, call here before we get to Gabe Lax, Major League Baseball writer, USA Today, coming up on the Carlos Correa contract with the Twins. Thanks for calling. You're live today, and you go ahead. Hey, Nate. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. What's up? Well, this college football thing is kind of depressing because <laughs> we, we do have the problems with the transfer portal in these major programs because these kids that are four and five star want to play right away. So you're going to, the major powers are going to lose some of these kids because they want to play right away. But the money and the, I mean, the ability to attract four and five star guys, there's no comparison with the elite programs and, and these other division one schools like Nebraska trying to recruit similar kids. I mean, yes, you are correct. They, they are dominating the, the other ones, yeah, Alabama, Georgia, yeah. Ohio state. And these kids want to win right away, so you got to have good players to win. But if you're not winning, you're not going to get good players, really good players. And so the rich are going to get richer. You know, you got name, image, and like this money still. In these major programs is going to be huge compared to most of the other division, major division one schools. And so they're going to be able to keep some of these four and five star guys maybe longer than they would have without having the name, image, and like this money. So the combination of the Super winning programs and uh, a huge amount of booster money. I don't see any any way these major powers are ever going to get knocked off their mm. perch. You know, so you, 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 think you're gonna, you think you're going to see, you might see a all SEC type deal. Three out of the last four yeah. left. Unfortunately, and I think that's going to hurt people because the rest of the country is not going to watch those games. They're going to get tired of the same teams and all the time. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, you might have an upset here and there in the 12 team playoff, but. In the end, I think it's just like the NFL, the, the cream rises to the top when you get to the playoffs and you get to the Super Bowl. But these are the best teams that are in the league are the ones who make it to the championship game or the Super Bowl, and the same thing's going to happen. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, the problem is with college football, just so top-heavy. I mean, the NFL, yeah. such great parity. And, yeah, there's some good teams out there right now, but so much parity. This is just so top-heavy. Um, in college football. The SEC, and the SEC and the Big Ten will be the major teams you'll see in the playoff in the championship semifinals or finals almost yeah, every year. I got you on that. I got you. I appreciate it. Thanks for getting Thanks. in. Getting... I think, I mean, that's the concern. It, it, I, I want to go to 12 teams in the playoff, which we're going to go to. I'm, I'm a fan of it. Better than four. Um, four's, you know, providing not great uh, intrigue either. So, I think 12 is going to provide more games that matter. That's what I want. Speaking of the top heavy, the best of the best, getting the best players, why do I worry about Alabama, Georgia making it to the championship over and over and over? Here's the latest count here for you. I brought this into the show today. Latest count on recruiting four-star and five-star kids. The best of the best in the country. Here's who's leading the way. Alabama's 28 signees, 27 of them four-star or five-star today. Georgia, 22 signees, 21 out of 22 
four-star, five-star. Ohio State, 20 signees, 19 out of 20, four-star, five-star. For example, coming in 44th nationally, the Minnesota Gophers in the Big Ten, one four-star out of their 21 signees. Ouchie. I didn't look at Nebraska for now. I'm trying to give you a, give you a little break. Gabe Lax is in. USA Today, Major League Baseball writer. Do you like the deal for Carlos Correa today? Baseball fans, what do you say, Twins fans? Correa's going to be there with the Twins. $200 million guaranteed, and maybe even more next. Live callers, big-time interviews, and breaking sports news. This is the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Have you hit a pothole or curb with your car? Does your vehicle need an adjustment or have an alignment, shock, or strut issue? Black Hills Tire is your one-stop shop for complete automotive service and repair in the Black Hills area. Trust your vehicle with no one else but Black Hills Tire. Contact Weston, Denise, and the guys at Black Hills Tire, where honesty, reliability, and safety is their top priority. Black Hills Tire voted the number one shop for automotive repair and brake repair and tire store in the Black Hills. Ask about their free pickup and delivery. Black Hills Tire. Check them out online at blackhillstire.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Lows sit down to about 25 tonight under partly cloudy skies. Winds out of the west 5 to 10 miles per hour. Cloudy tomorrow. Highs level off around 40. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night. Lows sit down to about 22. Dry with temperatures a bit above average Thursday and Friday and highs from the low 40s to the mid 50s. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 42. Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer from Denny Menholt Toyota. Use your phone. It's fast and easy. Pull up our website, click on Value Trade-In, scan your VIN, and tell us about your car. You are on your way to a no-hassle, no-commitment cash offer on your vehicle in under five minutes. Bring your vehicle and your Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer to Denny Menholt Toyota and get cash or trade-in credit today. See you soon at Denny Menholt Toyota, Rapid City. We're all going somewhere, going higher, faster, farther, going in new directions, to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care with the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring, keep making memories, keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health orthopedics. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Hey, welcome back in the Nate Brown Show. We're rolling in a Tuesday drive at 5. Already? Wow. Good stuff. A.J. Perez coming up. We'll talk sports business, one of my favorites. The NFL um, had a deal this Thursday, uh, this season on Thursday Night Football with Amazon, right? How did that deal go? How many viewers? How much did they pay? Why is Amazon thinking about giving free advertising to some of the NFL sponsors? Hmm. 
We'll get into that. AJ Perez, front office sports on the way. We got to go to this deal. Major League Baseball. Gabe Lacks, writer for usatoday.com. USA Today. Gabe, good to have you back on. Talking Carlos Correa today. How are you? I'm good, Nate. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. So here it is. We're in Twins country. Um, I've got some reaction from Twins fans. I said, what do you say about the Carlos Correa signing? Okay. Bad deal. Risky. Because, you know, he went to the Giants. Uh, they had a big deal in place. A physical didn't go their way. So the Giants say no. Negotiations started with the Mets. They pass on him. He's going back to the Twins here, I guess, pending the final uh, results of a, of a physical. $200 million guaranteed. Here's what my poll results say, Gabe. 78% um, of fans say it's an okay deal. you got to pay to play. 22% say Twins made a bad deal. What do you say about this deal here? Oh, I think it's a really good deal. Uh, it's yeah, you know, obviously a big uh, a big investment and, and uh, a stretch that we haven't seen from the Twins for uh, for this long of a term. You know, it was a pretty big deal when they. Uh, yeah, I mean, just a few years ago they gave Josh Donaldson, I think, eighty eight million, and that was seen that I believe that was their biggest free agent commitment, and seen as kind of this uh, you know, sort of planting of the flag. And, and then last year, uh, swoop in and get Correa, uh, guaranteeing him thirty five million a year. Uh, now you're looking at a situation where they've got him for six years. Uh, they have him at a pretty good going rate of 33 million. I mean, I think I think this contract is a fit for them. You know, it's uh, you know in the modern economics of the game, uh, and a lot of old school fans may not realize this, but the the Twins can afford that over the course of a year, and and to you know to get a player of his caliber and not be tied to him for 10 years or 15 years, 13, 15 years which is apparently what gave the, the Mets and the Giants pause, that's a pretty good deal. You know, and now, you know, who's to say what's in that physical and how daunting it might be. But, uh, you know, even, let's just say the worst, one of the worst-case scenarios happens. Let's say he plays two years and something bad happens and he gets hurt and he's not the same guy. You know, you're, suddenly you're, you're just four years away. You're not 11 years away. You know, you're not a decade away. Uh, so, I mean, it's... Uh, you know, they found a way to get a premier player there while not putting too much risk out there, at least so far as, as what we know. Uh, and, of course, none of us are doctors, but uh, time will tell on that one, certainly. Yeah, I wanted to get your read on that because fans look at it and say, okay, Giants had him 13 years, $350 million, and then they raised concerns about his right leg. He had surgery on it, and, and they say we're out. Negotiations with the Mets didn't go well. You know, that was – a problem too because they were concerned about the medicals so fans i think will say too uh-oh um if two teams passed on him is that a real red flag game yeah well it's funny the giants never really had a chance to circle back they intended to and uh you know boris really wanted to keep the uh you know the, the stove warm for his guy you know it was like, okay i know the mets are interested i'm going to try to pivot really quick you know, if, if the Giants thing did break down, it would have been, you know, one thing we don't know right now is what would they have been willing to do? You know, would they have been willing to do $250 million, $200 million? Uh, I'm guessing they would have been comfortable with a deal similar to what, uh, to what the Twins ended up doing. That's the kind of deal that Farhan Zaidi prefers, the, the uh, Giants president of baseball operations. He, he prefers larger, 
larger annual value, shorter-term deals. So I'm guessing he's looking at this and going, we could have lived with that. I could be wrong, but, uh, you know, the Giants didn't want to have a second chance to try to rework it. But, uh, you know, Boris tried to kind of keep, you know, keep things alive with the biggest fish out there. It looked like he'd pulled it off and then ultimately ends up with the twins. So I think, uh, you know, it, it, it's certainly – two franchises that had good reason to give pause to this, but also that the Twins aren't foolish, and they took a good look at him all of last year and uh, have looked at his physicals before. We'll see if things look uh, vastly different this time. I mean, it seems like he's getting close to getting this baby uh, rubber stamp. So uh, I think uh, you know, I think there's a lot we don't know about what those teams truly would have been willing to do. And also, you know, maybe uh, maybe Steve Cohen, you know, to, to borrow a phrase, sobered up a little bit. Maybe uh, Scott Boris caught him at a weak time, and with a chance to sort of uh, let the uh, the buzz of getting Carlos Correa wear off a bit, uh, and the medicals were what they were. Suddenly, he realized, well, maybe I don't want to be tied up in this guy. Maybe I'd rather spend my money on Manny Machado next winter. You know, you just never know. So, it's uh, it's. It's tough to say what those teams truly would have been willing to do. Although, what's the, you know, everything that's the, the, the being reported about what the Mets were willing to offer Correa uh, really smacks of cold feet, and that they just maybe decided, you know what, let's uh, let's save our cash and let's make a run at another really big guy next uh, next winter. Gabe Black's on tonight talking Cor- Carlos Correa. Looks like he's ready to go to the Minnesota Twins. Six-year, two hundred million dollar guaranteed, pending this physical. And then it's a, a vested contract, so he could make all the way up to like $285 million when it's all said and done. Gabe Black's USA Today. I'll ask you, if Carlos Correa is coming back to the Twins, they have Byron Buxton. He needs to stay healthy. They gave him $100 million. Should the Twins be an AL Central winner Yes, uh, they could be. <laughs> I I like a lot of what they've done. Uh, the you know what the Guardians produced last year was pretty solid, and uh, you know they have a lot of that coming back, and they're they're really savvy. So if uh, you know if the Guardians have developed kind of this this raise like machine where you know they're going to land right around ninety wins a year, well, okay, you're going to have to battle that, but. Beyond that, I, I like them a lot in the division. I, you know, I think uh, you know the, the White Sox are still a little bit middling. I didn't like a lot of what they did necessarily. Uh, the Tigers are coming on, but still a lot of holes. They still kind of need to learn how to play. Royals a long way off. So, uh, you know, for me, it's about a two and a half team race right now, <laughs> and uh, the half being if the if the White Sox can uh, you know can kind of glean the upside of performance from all their guys, and I don't necessarily see that happening. Can the Twins stay healthy? That's the big thing. Beyond Buxton, you know, can uh, can Luis Arias stay stay healthy? Uh, Correa himself, uh, you know, played a lot of games last year, but we'll see. But I, I love what they've built up the middle. Christian Vasquez behind the plate, Correa at shortstop, and Buxton in center field. That's a really strong base for a team. Uh, pretty good bullpen. Uh, you know, the groundwork being laid there, uh, you know, Joan Baran might be, you know, the most dominant guy out there you can find in a bullpen. And then can the pitching stay healthy? Another huge, uh, huge question. I think if they stay healthy, they will win the division or get within a couple few games of it. I don't know if they have the depth to withstand the injuries, you know, that uh, if injuries should occur again, but 
you know, we probably haven't seen the end of this postseason either, this uh, this offseason either. So we'll see what they can do to buff up the depth a little bit. And uh, but otherwise, uh, you know, if hitting the ground right now, I uh, you know I think they're no worse than second in the AL Central for sure. Before I let you run, Gabe Lacks on tonight, Major League Baseball USA Today dot com. What do the Twins need to get out of this? Like the Joe Mauer deal was one hundred and eighty four million back in twenty ten. That that didn't um, age well. These baseball contracts don't. I I understand, but Twins fans really said, man. We didn't get anything out of Joe on that. The hometown deal, and, and we did it. So this deal, Carlos Correa, what are the Twins organization, what do they need to do to get out of uh, the money out of this? Maybe, you know, just advance a round or two in the playoffs, as simple as it sounds. Uh, probably need to pair him with a dominant-type starting pitcher through free agency. If you do a deal like this, you probably need to do at least one more to have it make sense. But, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, Twins fans, are, they're a hearty lot. They're a good fan base. They appreciate, I think, uh, that they went and got Correa last year. I think they'll be pretty psyched they got him again. Um, but, you know, I think uh, we haven't really seen how hyped they can get uh, if they can get to an ALCS, say, if they can avoid the Yankees in the division series maybe once, you know, right. and uh, play a little deeper into October. So I think if they can – you know, get to the doorstep at the least of a World Series, I think it will do wonders for, for just fan appreciation and uh, interest in the club. And, and you know, I think, that would, I think that would make the deal ultimately uh, something of a win. USAToday.com, Major League Baseball writer, great team over there. Gabe Lacks on tonight. Correa getting set to come back to the Twins for $200 million. Gabe, always appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on. You got it, Nate. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Gabe Lacks tonight, usatoday.com, Major League Baseball writer. Find him on Twitter at Gabe Lacks. Here on the Nate Brown Show, Carlos Correa to the Twins, $200 million guaranteed. What do you say? Giants said no on the physical. We're not going to go $350 million in 13 years, so they're out. Mets thought about it. They're out. Twins look like they're in. Pending the physical, the all-important physical. What do you say to this deal? Good deal? You got to pay to play, man. Or bad deal? It's too risky. 79% of the audience says it's okay. I like the deal. You got to pay to play. 21% bad deal. It's too risky. Listener text. Twins spent big for Joe Maurer, and he didn't live up to the contract, so the Twins know the risk with a massive contract. But they just need to win a playoff series. Just win, that's a step in the right direction. Listener text, the player and contract could go sideways, but that's just how baseball is nowadays. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's one of those things. Here's how the deal stacks up, uh, Carlos Correa, for um, shortstops, essentially. Um, he's, he's behind Trey Turner, who went to the Phillies, in total dollars. Trey Turner got $300 million. 11-year deal, though. Xander Bogarts to the Padres, $280 million. So as far as the total va- total money, it's quite a ways behind some of those other shortstops that are tops on the market. Carlos Correa, annual deal, though, $33.3 million. That's going to be the second highest at short behind the Mets, Francisco Lindor. So big money each year, not a super long deal. I think it's okay for the Twins. 
I mean, some people laugh at it. Oh, two, two teams passed on him with the, with the physical. I think it's okay. There, there's risk there, but the Twins, they don't spend that much. They're going here, the biggest contract in franchise history, passing Joe Maurer, which was $184 million. That was 13 years ago. So, so think about that. We're coming back in the drive at five with this topic in Rapid City Sports. I, I want to get into this. I heard something today in a great uh, discussion that I had. When it comes to uh, youth sports here in town, middle school sports, you know, the middle schools playing basketball right now, wrestling, that stuff. The middle schools here in town have had some fans yelling at officials, okay, some, some complaints, stuff like this. There's a thought here next year to change the policy at some middle school games when it comes to fans yelling at officials. What's that uh, thought and policy? A discussion next. Did you miss an interview or great segment on the Nate Brown Show? Just find the Nate Brown Show podcast and listen wherever you download your podcasts. Whether you run the race, make the catch, cast a line, pitch a tent, or just look good doing it, Shields Rapid City has your gear. From athletic clothing from your favorite team, cold weather gear to keep you warm, to the best camping selection this side of the Black Hills, and the most stylish and functional women's outerwear and footwear, Shields has the widest selection of the best brands in the business. So when you're ready to get out, get in the game, or get going, get to Shields. Shields, we're right there with you at Rushmore Crossing in Rapid City. Get away from it all in the great outdoors for lasting family memories with a new or pre-owned RV from Dakota Discount RV. We make your RV experience fun and easy by providing you with a quality recreational vehicle, competitive pricing, and professional sales and service. Our large inventory of fifth-wheelers, travel trailers, toy haulers, and live-in horse trailers allows us to save our customers thousands of dollars compared to most dealers. Stop by and see us at Dakota Discount RV, 3330 East Mall Drive across from Cabela's and on JB Road, Blackhawk. KIMM Rapid City and K294BD Rapid City. The Black Hills Sports Station. 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Hi, this is Dr. Dan Jensen at Physio. We want to be your trusted partner for physical therapy, athlete development, and sports rehab. As the official strength and conditioning partners for Stevens, Central, Douglas, and the Rapid City Rush, our team at Physio is building the best athletes in the Black Hills. If you have an athlete in the family, we offer long-term athlete development at affordable prices for middle and high school students. We also have the only board-certified sports PT in Rapid City. At our brand-new facility, Physio is ready to help you perform at your best. One-on-one physical therapy, athlete development, and sports rehab, all at one place. Get started at bhphysio.com. Hi, this is Jeremy with Jerry's Cakes and Donuts, inviting you to kickstart your morning by dropping by and grabbing some fresh donuts. I want to thank you for voting us the best in the Black Hills. We're up early making your favorite donuts, so stop by and bring some to the office. Everybody loves Jerry's Cakes and Donuts, and we love you, so stop by, get a great selection, and brighten up your day. Serving Rapid City for over 40 years, Jerry's Cakes and Donuts at 109 East Omaha, and remember to like Jerry's on Facebook for some great giveaways. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 a.m. Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City's sports talk show, The Nate Brown Show. Nate. Well, I'm taking my time. I'm just moving. 
welcome back in the Nate Brown Show. We're live on Fox Sports Rapid City. Matt Kearney producing the program. We're rolling tonight. Just rolling on YouTube. The Nate Brown Show on YouTube. Find us if you can't listen all the time. You can catch the show on YouTube. The Nate Brown Show, our channel. Subscribe. You've got us. The live show and the archive show. You can follow the show on Twitter at Nate Brown Show and watch the show live in studio. Still have my Broncos gear up. You better believe it. A new chapter of Broncos football coming sometime. We've been waiting. Into the drive at five on Fox Sports Rapid City, brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. SummitAutoGRP.com, where you want to start. When it comes to pre-owned vehicles, they have the great selection there right now. And then the experience second to none. Stacy and Matt, they know. When it comes to car buying, you know how to be treated, okay? They'll treat you right. They'll get you the right financing, the right vehicle. None of the sales gimmicky stuff at Summit. Experience the Summit difference. SummitAutoGRP.com. Start there. A.J. Perez is going to join the program coming up. Front Office Sports, senior writer. I'm a fan of the site, Front Office Sports. They cover the business of sports. There's a headline uh, out today. How did things go with the NFL streaming on Amazon for Thursday night football? What would you think of that? What did you think of that? Uh, overall, it, it was okay to me. It wasn't a big deal. I like popping around sometimes. You know, I don't watch a ton of TV. I'm watching games and news. That That's really what I watch uh, when I have some time in the evening. So when I'm watching that game, though, I couldn't just pop out of it really quick. Oh, I'm going to go over to news or I'm going to go over to here. Then you have to get out of the gap. You have to get back in. That, that was my only uh, hiccup there. How did the ratings go? That's out today when it comes to Amazon Thursday Night Football and the investment from Amazon to the NFL and the payoff there. Uh, We'll get into that. A.J. Perez, front office sports on the way. Speaking of the business of sports, how about Rapid City Sports? I heard something today, and I want to feature it on the show tonight. So you all have probably been to some um, sub-varsity games, right? Sub-varsity, JV, sophomore, freshman, then into the middle school, kids starting middle school basketball and the whole thing. So here in Rapid City, I've heard some games in the middle school level. There have been some fan uh, dust-ups a little bit, complaining to officials, complaining after the game to officials. And so I thought about this. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, it's middle school basketball and I'm not going to devalue it, but I do want to say, you know, we can step off the gas a little bit. You know, if, you, if you're getting that fired up, I'm going to go talk to the official about the <laughs> about something. It's like, long story short, I've been to a ton of games. I'm as passionate, competitive as anybody. Sometimes I get a little competitive, right? The, the, the end of the day, you know, wins, losses, it's, it's all okay, right? <laughs> it's all okay. But there's been some issues with some officials. Why? We can't have it because we don't have enough officials anyway. That's why I bring this up. We, we don't have enough officials that are giving time. They're not getting paid a ton, believe it or not. And then they're getting, you know, approached by fans after games of middle school games. So here's what's being um, thrown around potentially for next year. If fans may yell at um, officials, like during the game, There could be a zero-tolerance policy at these schools here in town to say, we can't have it, Um, you're out of here, essentially. This isn't written in stone, okay? You know, don't take the (laughs) – it's not written in stone, but it's, it's, it's being discussed. Let me just say that. It's being discussed. 
next year at, for example, middle school basketball games, zero tolerance policy for fans yelling things at officials. And this just isn't something that pops up once every season. I hate to say it, but it like pops up every week, right? That That's essentially what happens. A lot of fans are great. Some have yelling this, yelling that during the game, and then going to the situation even after the game. So I'm asking you today, if the middle school basketball, for example, you're, you're going to a middle school basketball game, if there's a zero-tolerance policy next year for fans yelling stuff at officials, do you agree with the zero-tolerance policy? Is that the solution? Is that a good answer for we got to make sure we're treating the officials with respect. We don't have any of this stuff that hangs on through a game and then even after the game. So the person that's yelling this or yelling that, you're done. You're out. And I'm not saying how long. I, I don't know how long that would be. It could just be for that event. We'll see how this all goes and, and, and if it's being discussed. Because a lot of times, even at some of the middle school games, I've been to them, you're like, okay, people are maybe yelling at the officials. Who's in charge here? Can we talk to an administrator or something like this? A lot of times that doesn't happen. Officials are just, well, we're getting yelled at by the fans. It, it is what it is, and, and they move forward. But there could be a discussion here. We'll see how far this goes. A zero-tolerance policy. Middle schools in Rapid City, zero-tolerance policy. Would you agree for... The fans yelling things at officials, you're out. Votes coming in, 720-1067. Join us on the program if you want here on the Drive at 5. Would you agree? Zero tolerance policy. 70% say yes, just don't say anything. 30% say that's too harsh. You should start with a warning. And... Um, I'm thinking about the experiences I've had. The warnings, I think, sometimes work and then sometimes just fall flat. Sometimes fall flat. A warning is, oh, oh, I got a warning. Okay. And these folks still take it to the next level. I, I don't know if the warnings have worked. Okay. Um, let's see. Listener text coming in. I think you got to have a zero tolerance policy. You have to be hard on these on the fans because it's bordering on out of control. Um, let's see. I wanted to make sure. Um, listener text. Is this middle schools nationwide? No. <laughs> Maybe we could start a trend. No, not quite. It's. Uh, I heard this today. Rapid City Middle Schools. Just some of these. Just some of these basic games. Some of the fans have, are getting too boisterous and complaining too much. And then even going down the road, it, oh, I got to talk to the official after the game and tell him or her, you should have called this or should have called that and should have done this right and should have done that. I mean, it, it's just becoming too much. Votes coming in, it's changing a little bit. 69% say uh, you're for the zero tolerance policy if that was implemented at, at middle school games. Uh, listener text here replying, hang on. They should add it to the high school games, sub-varsity officiating and varsity. Well, <laughs> good luck with that. You've been to uh, varsity games too? I mean, I understand. Fans are going to yell. I, I do. I think some officials say, well, that's, that's part of it. The problem is 
It's the approaching even after the game. It's that whole thing. And then in the middle school gyms, it's usually pretty quiet. And it gets a little edgy. You got one person over here yelling this. It's quiet. It gets edgy and, and distracting and the whole thing. You're never going to have this at a varsity game, I don't think, fans yelling at officials. I've been to many, many, as you know, and you have. You're not going to get that implemented there. But uh, middle schools in Rapid City, zero tolerance policy for next year. Will it happen? Stay tuned. 69% of the audience here says, yeah, don't say anything. You're for the policy if it, if it goes. 31% say, too harsh. Give them a warning. Back with A.J. Perez, front office sports senior writer. How did the Thursday night NFL games go on Amazon? From a viewing standpoint, what were the numbers like? And what's Amazon think of, you know, the investment they made? Next. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Great news from Dale's Tire and Retreading. We are now part of the Pops Tire Service Network. Same two locations, new name. Pops Tire is committed to the same great service that Dale's has provided Rapid City. Pops is one of the largest commercial tire and retread dealers in the country. Whatever your tire choice, make Pops your choice. We welcome this opportunity to support and grow with the Dale's Tire customers. Visit your local Pops for all your auto, light truck, commercial, and farm tire needs. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Lows sit down to about 25. Tonight, under partly cloudy skies, winds out of the west 5 to 10 miles per hour. Cloudy tomorrow, highs level off around 40. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night, lows sit down to about 22. Dry with temperatures a bit above average Thursday and Friday and highs from the low 40s to the mid 50s. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 41. Hey sports fans, it's Rob at the Firehouse Skybox. We are your headquarters for the NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl. Don't miss all the playoff action at the Skybox as we have the best food, great drink specials, and the best game-watching experience in Rapid City. Join us at the Skybox for $4 Bloody Marys and great pitcher specials. The Skybox is your home for the NFL playoffs and for the Super Bowl. We look forward to serving you for all the big games at the Skybox, above the Firehouse in downtown Rapid City. We all know life's busy, and if you get sick, you can get behind pretty quick. That's where Black Hills Urgent Care comes in. No appointments needed, no long waits, just fast, affordable care to get you feeling better quicker. Black Hills Urgent Care has two locations in Rapid City on Haynes Avenue and Mountain View Road. You can simply check in online at bhucare.com. That's with the letter U, bhucare.com. When you need care, see the team at Black Hills Urgent Care, the faster way to get better. Denny Mental Rapid Chevrolet is looking for a few great folks to join our team. We have immediate openings for automotive techs and body shop techs. We offer a family-owned environment, state-of-the-art equipment and facilities, tool assistance, tuition reimbursement, training, paid vacation, 401k, health, dental, and vision insurance, and of course, a very competitive salary. If you're looking for a fresh start, apply in person at Denny Mental Rapid Chevrolet or apply online at DennyMentalRapidChevrolet.com under the Dealer Info Employment tab. 
For nearly 100 years, Connex has been providing the know-how and materials to help their neighbors grow. Through partnerships with builders, homeowners, and contractors, Connect Home Centers have impacted our communities, making them stronger and safer through support of local organizations and neighborhood beautification projects. Improving the quality of life for others is important to us. We are Connect Home Center, your hometown lumberyard lending a helping hand in building our communities since 1928. What can Elevate Performance do for your athlete? Brandon Drum, D2 lacrosse player at Mars Hill University. I started going to Elevate Performance for problems with my knee, and after working with Britt, he identified some other issues that helped me prevent severe injury. Elevate's strength and conditioning program also helped me perform at a much higher level. My goal was to play college lacrosse, and I am thankful for Britt and Elevate for helping me achieve that goal. Elevate worked with me on a personal level and helped mold me into a stronger athlete. Get your athlete started at Elevate Performance sd.com live from the anytime auto sales service and details studio sales service and recreation this is fox sports rapid city Hey, welcome back into the Drive at Five on a Tuesday, brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. The Drive at Five started summitautogrp.com. Listener text coming in. Should Rapid City Middle Schools have a zero-tolerance policy when it comes to fans yelling things at officials? What if they implemented that next year? Fans yelling things at officials, you're out of there. What do you say? Listener text. Do middle school refs get paid? Well, yes, it's not a huge amount. They, they do get paid. Uh, listener text, I'd say have a zero tolerance then. Zero tolerance. Wow. Um, listener text, hang on. Fans need to be better, but I've seen recently some refs behavior has been questionable as well. Hmm. Can you put in formal complaints? Who keeps the refs in check? Oh! Look out. Look out. Um, that's interesting. I, I'm. It's going to be, uh, I don't know. I think that's going to be difficult when it comes to a zero tolerance policy, I think. Um, I've refed some games in the past, not middle school, but I refed games in the past in my younger days. And um, I didn't really worry that much about the fans. Um, I, I really didn't. And, and I think there's that fine line of you got to be not influenced in, in the whole thing, but you also, some of the fans have gone over the top. I mean, it, it really has. So there's that fine line to me is gamesmanship and in sports and in competitive nature uh, with coaches and fans and, and officials. There's got to be some respect there. Um both ways fans need to show respect for the officials and understand trying to do a good job here it's a middle school basketball game let's you know it is what it is okay we're not going to get nba refs well actually they're bad anyway we're not going to get uh college refs at at the uh middle school games and then and then vice versa the refs also have to understand you know i don't know if you we're going to be booting out people left and right over Hey, that was a travel or or whatever stuff like that. See, I, I, you got to find the uh, right spot there. Listener text: um, No zero tolerance policy. Give them warning. 
then you can eject them. See, and I, I think that's still an okay way to go about it. I do, actually. I mean, some of the uh, for, uh, refs I've talked to, they have. I, I, I know some great refs. They'll give warnings. They'll keep the game under control. And um, that's the way it goes. Okay, instead of, yeah, we're going to boot you, boot you, and boot you. If fans are out of control, you've got to set that example there. But you also got to be careful um, when it comes to, okay, keep control of the game yourself and the atmosphere. And I think warnings sometimes um, work. Sometimes. But it's that crossing of the line. Okay. Let me go to this. A.J. Press. We're trying to track him down. We'll see if we can get him. Um, there's an article in front office sports that I think you should find, you'll find interesting. And I found it interesting. So what was the experience like Thursday night football on Amazon here in the regular season? What did you think overall of watching Thursday night football on Amazon for the first time, every game? Let me know on that on the Parents Wilson text line, or you can join us on the studio line, 720-1067. Just your overall experience. Okay, that's what I asked you initially. And um, for me, it wasn't like a big ordeal, but it wasn't ideal. You know what I'm saying? It, it wasn't a, a big mess, but it wasn't like, oh, I, Thursday Night Football, I love that it's on Amazon. They do an outstanding job. I wasn't there either. I'm just trying to get a good broadcast. I have broadcast TV. I have NFL Sunday tickets, so I'm that guy. I have every sports channel you can get. I don't even look at my uh, DirecTV bill and, and that stuff anymore. <laughs> I don't even look at it. I have it. I like it. It's easy access. I don't have to jump into this app and jump over here and now back to TV and you know switch this on. Oh, it's buffering. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't have to deal with that. So I'm okay with the Thursday night only telecast on Amazon, but I'm not a huge fan. Let's just say that. The sound at the games, by the way, is anybody with me on this? I mean, I've asked Matt Kearney this. Normally, he's like a broadcast expert. And I said the sound, the ambiance at the game is terrible. The ambiance on Thursday night football was terrible. You could hear Kirk Herbstreit and Al Michaels, and it wasn't like anybody was at the game. I mean, there's 70,000 fans. So I thought the production quality from that side of it was not good. Okay. So I think there were some issues with Thursday Night Football. Let's see if we can get A.J. Perez. I think we have him. Front Office Sports Senior Writer, frontofficesports.com. He's on Twitter at by A.J. Perez. Um, interesting news out with the Thursday Night Football telecast. Viewers, um, the investment from Amazon, and, and where we go here. A.J., good to have you. I think I've got you. How are you? Yeah, doing well. Sorry about that. Thanks no worries. For me on. No worries. Thanks for hopping in. Um, so, I'm asking my audience, what did they think of the Thursday night experience on Amazon? If you had a poll, what do you think the audience in the NFL would say? How did the Amazon Thursday night only telecast go for fans? I think for fans, it depends on how old they are. They did access a much younger fan base than the normal broadcast that were on traditional cable and cable satellite over the air. Uh, but it's, uh, I know a lot of the older fans, guys, I'd be mean, one of them, where like, you can't switch channels. You're kind of stuck on Amazon. It's a little harder to switch around. You do have mega cash options on there. But I think, yeah, I, I think it turned out well for them. You know, that package is kind of 
it's a tough one. You know, they 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 don't get the they they don't get the pick of the game like Sunday night football and on Monday nights as well. So it's a little it's a, it's they don't always get the best games. And we saw some good games this season. We also saw some dogs. So it was uh, you know it was it was a mixed bag. But I think overall, I think Amazon is you know, fairly pleased with how everything went. Okay, so you say the younger crowd. It looks like the numbers that came out here, eighteen to thirty four year olds. That viewership was really really good. And they like that, Amazon. Yes, definitely. And it's especially since, uh, you know, it's really, you know, it varies by sport. Uh, baseball and golf being the old, kind of trends older. NBA, NFL trends a little younger. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is like, you know, this is something that, you know, while the overall raw numbers aren't going to be what uh, Fox had or even CBS had before them uh, for Thursday Night Football, um, it's, you know, the, they, they are finding an audience that is, um, you know, very – uh, lucrative, I guess you would say, you know, kind of one that they can sell ads to and also promote their own product. Okay, so 11-year deal, AJ, $11 billion for the Thursday Night Football through 2033. The The payoff yes. is, well, did they overpay or are they just, are they looking for more in the bigger picture for Amazon? This is kind of a, that's a good question because they're, they're looking to aim, you know, they've started their kind of own sports network um, it's kind of hard to find. You have to really dig for it, but they're they're going to have an app out um, on uh, smartphones and smart televisions where you kind of um, you can find the, that that content more. You know whether they're going to go up against um, ESPN and FS1 with uh, these these daily shows. That's going to be tough to get traction, but they're they're getting serious about it. You know they didn't what they they didn't land Sunday Ticket um, uh, that you know that went to went to YouTube slash Google. Um, you know that, but I think you know they're trying to build out their sports footprint. And there's some you know there's some pretty you know, we got NASCAR coming up in a couple of years. You have um, NASCAR. You got UFC in a couple of years. There's a couple other. You know, there's they 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 want they want to set themselves up to be uh, you know be have a major sports production because this is the first year they produce games themselves. You know, they they've been simulcast uh, um, before that, so they've had to you know hire up and hire the talent and hire you know the crews for it. And I think they're slowly building that up. Is it is it all about as well prime memberships? Definitely. I think that drives it. I think in, in even getting, uh, um, you know, there's, you know, even though, even, even though you can watch the game, you know, the feed wasn't as great, uh, but you can watch it for free on Twitch. Twitch had it for free all year and nobody really kind of honed in on that. You know, I, on Twitter, I mentioned it a few times when I was people complaining about pain, they didn't want to pay for Amazon prime. Well, you don't have to Now the product. The quality is not going to be, you're not going to get the mega cash. You may not have all, the, the picture's not going to be, you know, 4K and everything like that. That offer, sure, if, if you're a Prime member. But, you know, there are other ways to watch it. And But I think, yeah, the, the, the you know, driving people to, you know, to, to spend, I don't know how much is up to now. I've had it for so many years. I get close to $200 a year for Prime. Um, you know, that's, I, I think people, I think that was a major part of it. Very interesting. A.J. Perez hopping on frontofficesports.com. Senior writer. He's on Twitter at by A.J. Perez. Um, last one for you, and then I'll let you run. I look at it and I say, will we ever be able to tell um, how big the streaming is and catching up to linear TV? Meaning, I know we can see the numbers. Will streaming ever get there? It, it's taking over, but it's still well off the traditional TV numbers. I mean, in the United States, we're so spread out. You know, we have, we have all our, you know, most of our populations are, are in big cities with decent internet. But, you know, we're still, you know, the, the, 
especially with DirecTV, you know, not having you now next year, you know, I'm sure they're going to come together for a bar package like they did for Thursday Night Football. But you know, you need you need to have broadband. You have to, you have, to have a decent broadband to to watch this game, to watch these games. And it, it's, there's always a lag, and there's companies working on getting that lag down um, to where it is for satellite and cable. But it, there's you know, that's the downside. And people don't talk enough about, you know, the, how many people in the United States either, you know, either they can't afford, can't afford, um, you know, high-speed Internet or don't have access to it. You, know, you live out in the country, you know, they, you may have direct way. I know Elon's doing a satellite thing. But, you know, there's, there's still, you know, there's, there's still plenty of people in this country that don't have it. And these kind of, you know, these streaming packages that, that keep going this way from Peacock to ESPN Plus, you know, that, that disadvantage is a, a lot of people. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Frontofficesports.com, the business of sports. They do a great job. A.J. Perez on tonight. A.J., thanks for uh, the time. I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right. Appreciate you hopping on. Uh, find him on Twitter at by A.J. Perez, Front Office Sports Senior Writer. So the takeaway from Thursday night, Amazon, they're paying a billion dollars a year for these games. A billion dollars a year, 15 regular season games. What's the payoff? They're looking for prime memberships. I, I think that's the big picture. And then AJ said, they're going to get into some more sports production. And he's right. I just got a notification on my phone. Uh, when was this? Last Friday or something. I was like, what the heck is this? Amazon popped up on my phone and said, hey, watch Overtime Elite Basketball produced by Amazon. Da 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 da. I was like, Overtime Elite Basketball? Amazon? I'll pass. Anyway, um, so they're getting into some of that stuff. Is it overpaying for the deal? I don't know. Uh, the meteorites deal, in my opinion, are off the charts. It almost feels like a lot of these are overpaying. I mean, they're off the charts. A billion a year from Amazon to the NFL for the 15 regular season Thursday night games. But they love the 18 to 34-year-old audience. That was up 11% compared to last year's Thursday night. 18 to 34-year-olds are streaming, and the advertisers uh, say, we love that uh, demo. We love that demo. And the streaming uh, games, people who watched it, according to Nielsen, the median household income, $98,000. That's 19% higher than traditional NFL broadcasts. It's because you have enough money to pay for that fast, nice internet, right? So Amazon viewers, they say, are affluent. They're younger. That's our demo. We're going to be fine. They're paying a billion dollars a year for the 11-year deal. Back with Scott Burt, Rapid City Rush head coach. The Rush going on the road after taking two out of three from Utah. Where do they sit in the Mountain Division? Scott Burt, the head man, next. This is South Dakota's Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show, on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. For all your office, shop, and storage needs, contact Quality Commercial Properties, LLC, at Samco Business Plaza. Quality, affordable, reliable. For the best rate, best facility, and best customer service, it's Quality Commercial Properties, LLC, at Samco Business Plaza. There really is nothing better on the west side of Rapid City. Call 605-721-9777. Quality Commercial Properties, LLC, at Samco Business Plaza. 
Here's what people in need of a great automotive experience are saying about Anytime Auto Sales service and detail. Bob Beyer, Hermosa. I drive into Rapid City every day and drive right by Anytime Auto. One day I needed some work done on the vehicle, and I just thought I'd stop in and, and give them a try. It was at that point that I met Justin, their service manager, and started talking to him about what repair my vehicle needed. And Justin really took the time to explain things to me, and I just felt really comfortable. So I began bringing my vehicles, my wife's vehicles, my kids' vehicles. They stand behind everything they do. And all those things just give you the feel of a, a shop that's a local shop that really cares about you. Anytime Auto Sales has my total trust. I just can't imagine taking my vehicles anywhere else. Actually, I wouldn't take them anywhere else. There you have it. For the best in automotive sales and service, see Anytime Auto Sales service and detail. Corner of Highway 79 in East Minnesota. Anytime Auto Sales. Customer service and knowledge. You expect it, and we provide it. As a general insurance agency, Fisher Rounds & Associates has aligned itself with the nation's strongest carrier networks, giving you the highest quality coverage at the best possible price. When it comes to claims or other issues, we handle everything so you don't have to. That's what we mean when we say we're at your service and at your side. Fisher Rounds & Associates, proudly serving South Dakota with offices in Pier, Mitchell, Rapid City, Sioux Falls, and Watertown. The doctors and staff at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center have provided expert bone, joint, and muscle care to patients in the Black Hills area since 1976. Whether you're an elite athlete, a weekend warrior, or just want to continue your active lifestyle, the orthopedic experts at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center will help you stay in the game. Don't let an injury keep you from doing the things you love. Trust the team at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, specializing in what moves you. Learn more at bhosc.com. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. The Nate Brown Show live on Fox Sports Rapid City, your sports, your show, and your home for the Rush Report every week, getting you plugged in on Rapid City Rush Hockey. The Rush getting set to go on the road later this week at Tulsa. Then they'll hop over to Kansas City. Rush head coach Scott Bird on tonight. Rapid City taking two out of three from Utah this past week. Coach, good to have you back on. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Well, I appreciate the time. I know it's uh, one of those seasons um, you go, hey, we got to stay in this race. We got to stay in this mountain uh, division race. When you take two out of three from Utah, how do you uh, how do you grade that out from this past week? Well, I a, I liked winning the week for sure. Uh, I thought uh, they had a tough schedule there uh, on Wednesday to get here for Thursday. I thought we came out and we dictated the pace and the play, and, and hence hence our win on on Thursday. I thought Friday. Uh, you know, we were in the game all uh, all game. I, in all honesty, if I'm if I'm true to myself and true to the team, I, I I didn't like some of the goals that were scored. I thought they were little leaky goals. Uh, but what I did like was our battle to come back. And then, you know, on Saturday morning, we lost three uh, contracted players up to uh, the Calgary Wranglers. So, you know, we're kind of behind the eight ball in that right away, and and we're playing two men short. Uh, Forty seconds in the game, Klotz goes down. Uh, so now we're another man short, and then uh, what? Third, maybe two minutes into the third period, we lost Quinn Wickers there for the rest of the game. So 
Uh, we finished the uh, the game with 13 skaters, two goalies, uh, three lines, and, and uh, four Ds. So very proud of the effort that the guys uh, gave on Saturday night. And, and uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll take the four points out of the six. Yeah, the 3-2 overtime uh, win for the Rush, sitting 17-17 and 17 and getting set to go on the road, taking on Tulsa here later this week and then Kansas City on Monday. I look at it, Coach, you, you, how this shapes up. You only have a um, couple of games here at home before that, that long trip um, in January, into January, February, uh, that Black Hill Stock Show trip, you know. So when, when you look at this next stretch, this, this one coming up here with Tulsa, um, how important these next three games? Well, they're huge. Uh, obviously, we got to win on the road. Uh, you know, our last uh, our last trek down to Tulsa. I like it. If I can remember correctly, we played three. We took two of the three down there. Uh, we've yet to go to Kansas City, so that's going to be an experience for some of the newer guys. Um, but uh, you know, we, you got to win on the road in this league. And uh, I've been happy the way the guys have played on the road. Um, you know, when we were in Allen, we took three in Allen. Um, you know, we stumbled. We stumbled in, in Idaho there, and we stumbled in, in uh, Wichita. So, uh, you know, for us, it's getting back to the, the simple games. You know, we're down and depleted a little bit right now with our lineup. We're going to call up a couple guys for this weekend. Um, but what I do like is, is the guys that we had last year, uh, minus some of the guys that are gone up right now, are, are the guys that we ended the season with. You know, and they understand what it takes, what it takes to grind, and and uh, they did it on Saturday, and we just got to continue that through uh, the weekend coming up. Let me ask you about that situation Saturday. Sometimes the fans don't don't get that. You lose three guys on a game day Saturday morning. You've been through this business. How do you deal with that? You know, hey, we're playing tonight. Three guys are out, and uh, as you said, you finished off short. It is what it is. How do you deal with it from internally? Well, you really rely on your leaders, um, first and foremost, and you try and simplify the game. You know, I look back at a few of our games, and our guys are trying to pass the puck on the net where you got to shoot it to score. Um, so with that being said, it's just simple. Keep the game simple. You know, the less turnovers um, gives you an opportunity to win. Uh, you manage the puck a little bit more. Uh, you track a little bit harder to work with the D. Four is working with the D. Uh, you dump pucks in instead of trying to beat guys one-on-one. So, uh, you know, you, you want to play like that all the time. But when you have a full lineup and you have some guys that are skilled, sometimes they want to use their creativity where you just want to simplify the game as best you can. Our guys really did that on Saturday and, and uh, came on on top. I ask you about uh, how this team plays. Um, what do you feel you're hanging your hat on? What can you hang your hat on every night? Well, one thing one thing I know is we do have a, a group of guys that work their tail off. Uh, I ask them to come to work every single day, and, and they work hard, and they work hard for me. So uh, at the end of the night, if I can go into my room, win or, win or, win or lose the game, uh, and be happy with the, uh, uh, the continued process, A, and how hard we worked, non-complaining, and uh, just battled and never gave up. Uh, I'll uh, raise my hat to those guys. Grinders right now. The Rush sitting third in the Mountain Division, 17-17, and going to Tulsa. They play on Friday night on the road. Head coach of the Rush, Scott Bird on tonight. Coach, a little side note. You're watching hockey right now. I mean, Coach, (laughs) you're, you're coaching hockey. You're watching film. You're watching the NHL. Um, seriously, you, you watch even more hockey. What, what do you watch, for fun or to pick things up? 
I always pick things up, A. Uh, I got home today and finished some pre-scout uh, sheets already and then put the games on. Uh, I have a pretty uh, well-known, well, I guess my, my wife knows me pretty good. Typically when I do get home from the rink, there is a hockey game on. Um, so I do take a few things here and there. Um, tonight, one of tonight's game, I like uh, Carolina's power play. So I'll go, I'll go clip that in the morning for our power play meetings, and and we'll watch some NHL stuff. Uh, you know, on top of our stuff that we uh, that we watch and we work on uh, daily. So uh, I do it. I do to watch as a fan. I also do to watch as a coach. So uh, anytime you're continuing to learn, and anytime you uh, you sometimes put yourself in certain situations, uh, you know, good things will happen down the road. So. My goal, just like every every player's goal, is to get to the highest level that they can. So the more hockey I watch, the more I can learn, the, the better it's going to be. I like it. Behind the scenes at the Bird household tonight, uh, watching some <laughs> NHL. Scott Bird on tonight on the Nate Brown Show. Coach, we'll let you get back to it. Good luck on the road this week. Hey, thanks a lot, Nate. Anytime. I appreciate it. Scott Burt in the Rush Review on the Nate Brown Show every week on Fox Sports Rapid City. The Rush, 17-17, and 17, took two out of three from Utah. And they're at Tulsa Friday, Saturday, on the road to Kansas City, then Monday. Rush Hockey on Fox Sports Rapid City. Let's get rolling into who's hot and who's not. What were the ratings like for the FCS championship where the Jackrabbits derailed NDSU? Well, it was on ABC. Big ratings, right? We'll be back with that. This is the Nate Brown Show. Are creepy crawlers hanging around your house or maybe even in your house? Warren Chemical and Equipment Company has the answer for spiders, millipedes, crickets, saw bugs, and more. They carry professional-grade pest control products and applicators for do-it-yourself pest control, and they can advise you on how to use them. For professional hands-off pest control, call Warren Chemical and they'll handle your pest problems for you. Warren Chemical and Equipment Company. We kill bugs. Call us at 342-7644. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Lows sit down to about 25 tonight under partly cloudy skies. Winds out of the west 5 to 10 miles per hour. Cloudy tomorrow. Highs level off around 40. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night. Lows sit down to about 22. Dry with temperatures a bit above average Thursday and Friday and highs from the low 40s to the mid 50s. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 41. With two locations in Rapid City, Pizza Ranch is ready to serve your family. Every Wednesday is Kids Day. This is the best deal out there with the best buffet in town. One child, 12 and under, eats free for every regular-priced adult at the Pizza Ranch Buffet Wednesdays. And don't forget their senior special every Tuesday for $8.99. The Pizza Ranch Buffet. It's all good at the Pizza Ranch with two locations in Rapid City. And remember, daily online specials for carryout or delivery at Pizza Ranch. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. All right, good stuff tonight on a Tuesday on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City, South Dakota Sports Talk Show. You can catch the show in the podcast form. We'll put it up there tonight. Matt Kearney producing and working, putting the Nate Brown Show podcast up tonight. Download it where you find your podcast. Who's hot and who's not every night at this time? Brought to you by the Pizza Ranch. Dinner at the Pizza Ranch tonight. Buffet open till 8. Tomorrow it's Kids Day. 
was a big day Wednesday. One child 12 and under eats free for every regular priced adult. The Pizza Ranch Buffet Wednesday. Hit it two locations in Rapid City. In my Who's Hot category, I'm going to give credit here. Um, after the college football national championship last night, SEC commissioner, big voice in college sports, Greg Sankey, talked about, hey, we've got to figure out how we're going to get these high school players signed. We've got to move the signing day back. So for people that don't know, signing day used to be in February. So you'd have all the games played, the coaches would change, and then they'd all be at their new programs and the whole thing, and then the high school kids would sign. Well, now they moved it up to early December, early signing period. So everybody signs, coaches change, people are changing, transfer portal. It's a mess for the high school kids. Greg Sankey said last night, we should move the signing period back again, not to February, but he said at least after the season, after the playoff games here in December, January. We'll see. That's the SEC commissioner. I like the thought. I'll... uh, See where it goes. High school kids are getting hosed right now. I mean, so many things up in the air. Kids transfer, coaches move. It's not a great thing in December. I really believe that for kids signing so early. In my Pizza Ranch Who's Not category tonight, how about the ratings for the FCS championship? They come in on Sunday from ABC. I told you it was going to be a mess going up against the NFL. It was one of the lowest watched FCS title games. The experiment of uh, putting it on Sunday against the NFL on ABC, it's a mess. It was 1,070,000 average viewers. How did other FCS title games stack up? On ESPN2, they had 1.3 million, 1.5 million, 1.56 million, 1.4 million, 1.45 million. We couldn't get 1.1 million on ABC on a Sunday. Don't go against the NFL. The folks at the FCS and the NCAA, don't do that again. Clueless. Back tomorrow on the Nate Brown Show at 4. Thanks for listening. See ya.